0: welcome to pursuing truth i'm your host barry watkins let's talk about politics for a minute you know uh on this show we've been talking about truth versus lies we've been talking about reason as a key to making good decisions and uh we We know that, um, the human mind is deceptive and, uh, we, we learned a little bit recently about, um, our decision-making process as far as what we're going to believe about what's true and what's not true. Uh, oftentimes is not based in reason at all. It's based in emotion mostly. And then we kind of use our reasoning to kind of back up and support whatever we already kind of in our minds what already, we've already kind of accepted as being true, then we use reasoning to try to make sense of it all. But um, I'm, you know, all along I've been an advocate of, look, is there a way to get more objective? Is there a way to get better information or to glean through the information that we have and get better results as far as coming to more, coming to conclusions that are more correct and truthful you know i think there is such a thing as objective truth and this is something that we're going to talk a little bit more about um in a couple of future episodes we're going to talk about the nature of truth um, the nature of reality is there such a thing as objectivity objective reality um some people say no and um, i want to talk about some of that but for now i kind of wanted to focus on american politics a little bit we touched on a few things here and there we touched on <laughs> Sorry, we've touched on LGBTQ issues on an earlier episode. We touched on racism a little bit, race and politics in our country. Um, but really, we just touched the tip of the iceberg on that episode. I think it was episode 11. And uh, I'm not particularly thrilled uh, about that episode. It was just kind of very, t- almost just scratching the surface on some, but I did want to kind of bring an introduction to those areas. Well, I want to dive into American politics a little bit more, and I want to talk about um, information and misinformation in the world of politics. Uh, So where are we in the in the United States? We've got factions that believe certain things as being so important and so true. Um, And then we've got, you know, we've got the two major parties. So on one side, You've got these beliefs about this is what's true. This is what's important. This is what's really, really vital for the future of our country. And then you've got on the other side, another set of values and beliefs about what's important. These are the things that are important. No, those other guys are wrong. And um, it, it's amazing what what has happened in my lifetime uh, has been a, a huge shift. Away from gentlemanly, civil, kind of debating about politics and political issues, and where it's become really more of a knockdown, drag out fight against two factions that actually call the other side completely evil, corrupt, um, destructive. Uh, and, and they both, both sides in America use fear mongering, they use otherizing as their main strategies, as their main tactics. So it's become such this, this really negative, emotional kind of a mess in American politics where I think we, it, would, it would help us all to actually be able to back off of the emotion a little bit, back off some of the rhetoric and actually think about the issues at hand in a more rational way. But I think, I think it's really hard to do that now Given the nature of American politics, we talk about, oh, well, you know, if you come up with the idea that, um, Hey, we need to listen to each other. We need to respect each other across party lines. Well, how hard is that? It's pretty darn hard because an immediate response you'll get a lot of times is, oh, well, the other side is completely unreasonable. As soon as they start being reasonable, then maybe I'll be reasonable, you know, with them, it, you know, So on the Democratic side, you'll have people say, oh, the Republicans are fascists. How am I going to compromise with a fascist? How am I going to compromise and uh, think that I can cooperate with downright hatred and um, racism and things like that? That's the charges that the left is going to put on the right. Right. In America, that's that's what the left is going to paint the picture That the right is full of evil, corrupt, uncaring, hateful people that that are not worth compromising with. There's no compromising when you start thinking that way. Right. On the other side, it's the same thing. You've got Republicans that are by and large looking at the people on the left and they're saying, well, these people hate America. They're they're against everything that is good about America. They want to destroy our country. And turn us into Venezuela, you yeah. know, they want socialism, you know, which is ridiculous. That's never going to work. They want um, gay rights, which is from the Republican point of view, from a lot of people's point of view, it's like you, you want immorality to rule in America. I want traditional values to rule. So how can you compromise on that? You talk about um, people who are on the Christian right. People who are, uh, you know, Christian um, Republicans, a lot, of, a lot of times, their attitude towards the left is going to be, how can I compromise with the devil? How can I compromise and cooperate with anything that the left is going to come up with? They're just flat out evil. <laughs> this is a serious problem, guys. Um, and the the true picture of what's really happening. I think is nowhere near those two extremes. You've got basically a 50-50 split in America, Democrats versus Republicans. You've got lots of independents who will swing one way or the other. But generally, you've got those camps of how people are going to vote, right? You've got people who are going to vote left progressive and then you've got people who are going to vote right conservative. And it's a kind of a 50 50 split. This is kind of a a thing that's occurred over time where each party has done a pretty good job of of coming up with a coalition that they can you know, work with and that that will get them enough votes to sometimes get a majority. And uh, but it's it's so close that majority uh, is something that they buy for. And, and those votes are so important that it's kind of like, that's that's all we're, we're focused on is, oh, how do I get more votes so that I can win the next election? We're gonna take a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Pursuing Truth with Barry Watkins. um and you know our strategizing is built all around okay how can i get votes for my party and pull votes away from that other party it's not about you know when we're in that kind of tug of war i think we've lost what's really good for the country you know we you know if that was our goal oh what's good for the country what's good for the most people what's good for the majority when we make our policies I think our policies would probably be much different and our policy battles would be a lot different. Um, if we sat down and said, well, wait a minute, what's the right approach to medical cost? You know, let, let's look at the medical system in the United States. Most people understand that medical costs are way out of control and that we need solutions, right? But we're too busy instead of coming up with solutions. We're too busy slinging mud at the other party and and having these extreme views on it. Oh, any kind of socialized medicine. Well, that's a path, you know, from the right right wing perspective, they're going to say that's a path towards socialism and away from your individual freedom. Do you want to become like Venezuela? Do you want to become like North Korea? Well, that's what socialism will lead to, right? Uh, the government telling you what to do, the government telling you where you have to work and where you have to live. You know, do you want to be a slave to your government or do you want freedom? And and uh, that's the Republican side. The, the Democratic side is like, look, we need to remove money from the equation altogether. And and uh, take care of people's medical needs, right? Our medical needs of the people ought to outweigh any kind of a consideration of of uh you know the money factor. But um but the reality is you've got to consider money as well. Look, um we've got to pay for things, right? That's a consideration. We've also got to take care of doctors. We want to make sure doctors are getting paid, hospitals meet their expenses, you know, that it's a viable um, kind of a model that you, you can run your hospitals and, and that you have enough money to do adequate, good medical care. You know, it takes money to make all of that happen, doesn't it? I think there's truths on both sides, and I, um, I think that it's important that we look at it objectively, take the emotion out of it somehow. That would be nice. And start talking more rationally about these things. This seems pretty obvious to you and me, I guess. People that listen to this show, probably most of you kind of already have that feeling, kind of like I do, that uh, why can't we just be reasonable about this stuff? Why can't we be rational and actually get things done? Yeah, I think we can. That's one of the things I want to help you guys with on the show is look how do we wade through all of the garbage that's being thrown at us from every side and actually get to good solid opinions about what are the good solutions about this stuff really um is it pitting left against right no we can't continue that kind of an attitude because we're never going to get anywhere we can compromise on certain things and reach better results. I think that's so vital. I think we can, we can talk about that in our civic discourse across the board. We can talk about that on social media. We can learn to be, you know, we need to be catalysts of getting the right things done throughout our country. Our country is made up of citizens, individual people who make decisions and you and I have a voice. We can have a voice on social media. When we go vote, we can vote for people who talk rationally about things. We can look for candidates who are actually rational people who don't use the kinds of tactics that I'm talking about that the main parties have been using up to this point. We don't need fear mongering. We don't need otherizing as our main strategy is to win elections we we should be able to win elections based on you know what these are good policies this is the kind of policies that we need to put forward and then go from there you know if it's a rational good policy i think that's we can sell that but it takes cutting through the noise it takes politicians people running for office who are actually willing to go against the party flow and say look we what we're doing is wrong i'm going to i'm going to stand up for what's right and we need lots of people who are willing to do that stand up for what's good for the country you know and uh another thing that i think has become really obvious in american politics is the level of corruption in both major parties and this has to be something that <laughs> i don't know sometimes i get an attitude like, wow, you know, maybe there's nothing we can do about corruption in American politics. Maybe it's just going to be this way forever. And I, I do lose hope sometimes about it because you see it in both parties. You see money calls the shots. Money makes things happen. People like the NRA have a death grip on <laughs> the Republican Party. And um, it's because of money. They can contribute millions to these campaigns and people fall for it. And they're like, you know what? I'm bought and paid for, you know, it's it's like it's a system that actually just keeps perpetuating itself. And uh, any new ideas, any young politician with new ideas who wants to get in there and get something different done and and it's going to be against corruption, you're going to be against some serious um up against some you know very serious opposition to getting anti-corruption laws passed because the guys that pull the strings are the corrupt ones and um we have problem we have a problem with that in the united states that people who have the power hold on to their power with various means you know some of those means are gerrymandering They figure out, okay, this is how I can make my district, uh, you know, winnable every time is by changing the borders and and grabbing this neighborhood over here. And this becomes we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Pursuing Truth with Barry Watkins. you know, and, and so they do that. And and you've got entrenched power that keeps working, working, working hard. They're working hard every day to keep themselves entrenched and in power, right? We We've got to circumvent that. We've got to change that. You know, there's got to be safeguards. There's got to be ways where we can say, no, we're not going to allow gerrymandering anymore. It's got to be anti-corruption laws have to be passed. And Gerrymandering is one of those things we've got to change. Another one is term limits. You don't need, and America is hurting. One of the main reasons we've got corruption is because career politicians are in there and they sell themselves out to stay in power. They get in power by selling themselves out and they stay in power by selling themselves out. And it's this never ending cycle. And that has to change if you didn't have career politicians who could stay in for generations i think the corruption would drastically diminish because you would they have to leave and the new guys aren't going to fall into the same patterns that the old guys fell into right i think that in and of itself yes term limits is actually definitely a thing that we should keep fighting for we need to change that and Yeah, it's hard to get any of these things done because the power base is all based on the stuff that we're trying to fight against. Right. Um, If you're in office, you know, well, you might fall for that idea that, well, you know, I'm a good guy in office. And why shouldn't I keep staying in office in order to get good things done? Why am I going to vote myself out by saying we need term limits? You know, so the uh, the impetus or the inertia is pretty strong against that kind of a change. So we've got to rise up. We've got to get more and more people on board and say, these things have to change and the American people need to stand up and say, we're not going to stand for politics as usual anymore. We're going to change it. And, you know, so there's, there's definitely ways we can do this. Um, there's, uh, some organizations that I'm going to talk about, um, On this show and uh, let's let's focus on some of that um, in the near future. I want to talk about uh, anti-corruption and how to how to actually get things done. Uh, Let's talk about that on the Facebook group, too, and and on social media. Uh, Get some discussion going in that regard. So um, those things are super important. Yeah, I'm going to stay on medical care for a minute. You know, when it when it comes to sensible solutions to our medical care, Problems, Right. You've got things like um, tort reform, which makes a whole lot of sense. We ought to limit the ability of people to sue for everything, you know, within reasonable limits. So doctors shouldn't be afraid to do business as a doctor. You know what I'm saying? To provide medical care for fear of crazy lawsuits that are just out of control. You know and i've personally heard of a couple of doctors who got out of got out of medicine and went into other things because you know what they were paying so much for liability insurance and it's you know yeah one thing yeah it's it's for sure we need to hold people liable when they actually do make you know uh bad decisions you know if a doctor does something wrong and he Misdiagnoses something, and uh, you know he, you know, let's say he doesn't educate himself and get, you know, all of that. You know, I don't know. There's got to be definitely accountability. I understand that, but at the same time, who's making all the money off of all this? It's lawyers, it's insurance companies, and it's not the doctors. and you know, who are actually making the big bucks. It's crazy. You've got so many middlemen with their hands in the pie, and they're the ones that are actually calling the shots. You've got the lawyers, and you've got the insurance companies that are making all of these decisions about how things ought to be set up. And we need to change some of that. We need to pull, (laughs) we need to have everyday citizens come up with answers about this. And that's, that's what the government is supposed to be. You know, we are a democracy, the United States. We're a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Ideally, that's what we're supposed to be, right? That's what democracy is all about. That's what our republic has was based on in, in the beginning and all along is that, look, we, the people, are the government of the United States. Why do we allow corruption to rule the day. We can't, we can't allow this to be the thing that rules everything. So, you know, we need a whole new generation of people who are willing to dive in to politics. You need a lot more young people who are willing to come along and say, look, these things need to change. And we need educated people who can do something about some of these issues. Part of the problem is we've got a whole, you know, we've got generations of people we have really lost our edge as far as educating people, teaching people how to think critically, you know? And uh, we need to fix that. We need to change the way that we view education. It's kind of crazy, but yeah. Why do we have people who don't know how to think? Why do we have a whole ton of people in the United States who are easily swayed by propaganda on the TV, and they can't tell the difference. They don't know that they're being duped. They don't understand that they're being manipulated. <laughs> That's part of what this show's about. I want to cut through the bull. I want to help people to see what's going on. And <laughs> we need thousands, millions of people to stand up and understand this stuff and take our democracy back in the United States as far as, look, let's put our democracy back on track. In a, you know, in a way where reasoned decisions actually rule the day. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be something different? And where the good of the country is what our politicians actually will fight for. You know, the good of the common people, not just the good of the people who are going to line their pockets. So is corruption a real thing? Is money manipulation a real thing in our government? Well, if, if it is, and if the vast majority of Americans recognize that and see that, why can't we do something about it? Yeah we need a grassroots efforts and we need to get on board with grassroots efforts that already exist and start making changes for the future.)